What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, and BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM, and SeatGeek.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. Obviously, a big part of Sunday Night Football comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's what everybody, I, I, it feels to me like everybody talks about this guy constantly. I get asked about him constantly if I start talking football with somebody. Um, and so here's two two different quotes from Kyle Shanahan about Jimmy Garoppolo that made news this week. One, he got asked about the two red zone interceptions, baby zone, John, interceptions against the Cardinals. And uh, this is what he said, Kyle. I think it's part of football. You get used to that stuff. What's more frustrating to me is when a guy can't make any plays and a guy can't throw it at all and you just sit there and you're beating your head against the wall for three and a half hours. So it's nice when they do make a lot of plays and do some good stuff, but some bad plays come with that. I understand that. I think Jimmy will get better in that area. So that's one quote. Then the other thing he got asked about was just how he's, you know, what he thinks of Jimmy in general this year. He said, I knew we'd start out slow for him this year, like it goes for everyone coming off an ACL, especially for a guy who, in my opinion, was almost a rookie. I know he played less rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I know he played less than rookie quarterbacks the year before, guys like Baker. So he hasn't played much, and he came off an ACL. So I'd be worried for anyone in that situation. I think Jimmy has exceeded some expectations sometimes, but I think he's playing well and can still play a lot better. <laughs> I love the end of that quote because it, it's like four different things at once. But So I think Kyle's pretty hesitant to just totally put him on a pedestal, right? I mean, and, and just his play hasn't deserved to like, you're not getting the Aaron Rodgers treatment here. But I also think I'll give Kyle some credit. Now, he's... It's kind of funny now, but I think, like, were you really expecting him to start that slow? Because you were all over his ass in, tra- in training camp when he was throwing picks, and Jimmy was having a mental breakdown, and people, like, didn't know if he was going to make it until the season. And it was like, God, is Nick Mullins going to Wally Piv him? So, now, then the season started. Sometimes you just need the season to start. And to me, I would say Kyle is on the stiffer side of, you know, he, he has his offense. He wants you to run it like he wants you to run it. 
But he is an offensive coach. And when you make big plays and when you score touchdowns in critical situations, you've talked to a million coaches. And the number one thing football coaches always hammer home is situational football. And for an offensive coach, situational football, you know, is, I mean, the most important situational football, I would say, is the two or four minute drill when you're losing. Because you have to score. You have to move the ball. Like, they'll also say that two or four minute drill when you're winning, like the four minute drill, you got the lead late in the game and run the clock out. Yeah, that's that's not as much on the quarterback, right? You just run three plays. You're it's more on your offensive line, your running backs, and just get your will to win. But when you're down four plus points, four to seven points, late in the game, there's just as a play caller, you need your quarterback to get shit done. And I'd say for the most part, I think I saw a stat, or maybe you told me, or someone told me, his stat when trailing, or one told me this. After a pick, his numbers are pretty unreal, right? Like, and you think about it all year long, even after his mistakes, he's bounced back. And just in the last several weeks after picks, he's come right back down against Arizona multiple times and drove him and scored. The Keekly one several weeks ago, boom, right down the field scored. That, to me, speaks to what – I don't care what a coach thinks of the player. They love the ability to get over mistakes fast and be unfazed. Like watching Jacoby and Deshaun, both those guys feel like they're kind of unfazed by crazy shit. Clearly Deshaun is. I mean, he just had the worst game of his career, and he came out today slaying. Like, that's that's a huge quality to me. It's like almost the, the Kobe Bryant, you know, that mindset of I could be 0 for 20, but I'm going to keep shooting. Yeah, It's, yeah, a little, it's, it's, it's different as a basketball player because maybe you should pass. As a football player – as the quarterback, you have to keep throwing the ball if you're losing. Yeah, you talk about it's it's a in some ways it's kind of baseball, right? Like failure is going to be part of this game. So how are you going to respond to it? Because it's going to happen to you as a quarterback with the brightest light on you. That's what Sunday night is. I think he has exceeded expectations. Not necessarily that you and I sat down before the season and said, "Here's how great he's going to be," or "Here's how here's what he's going to look like." Um, you think he's exceeded? But I think he, yeah, I do. And the reason I say that is partly because I think I feel a little more strongly about how good he is in the pocket than most people. And I'm not saying that. I hear this all the time. The, you know, people aren't giving uh, Frank Reich enough respect. It's like, I don't know. I think he's getting a fair amount of respect. So, he, whatever. If like everyone loves Coach Jimmy of the Year last year votes, I mean, fuck, what, are, what are people talking about? But I... I I'm some of his mistakes still make you shake your head. I think his the stuff that he does that is so above and beyond replacement level from the pocket. He just makes I think repeatedly makes plays that only the elite quarterbacks in the NFL make. And I and you and I both thought he would be good and we both thought early in the year he wasn't good. Um but I think he has shown I think and that's why this Sunday is so big because I think he's shown the ability to make the kind of plays that Aaron Rodgers makes. Now he hasn't done them nearly as much or on the stage or, you know, I'm not saying he's there, but I think he has shown the ability to make repeatedly. Cause you got to make these plays like repeatedly. You can't make one a week and that's not, that's good enough. It's not. So uh, that's why this Sunday, I, I I'm, um, that's part of what's going to be special is because 
I think it's part of what Aaron's going to have to do, and I think it's part of what Garoppolo's going to have to do, and I think he can do it. I, I, I feel more strongly about that than I did before the year started or when he signed the contract and you and I both said, look, you just found a guy, this is value, you got to do it. Um, I feel pretty strongly about it, and I didn't think I'd necessarily feel that way. You know, I'm going to use the golf analogy. Like in really tough tournaments, especially on Sunday, if you get aggressive on shots – you can hit a great shot and it can roll off the back of the green in some of these majors, right? Or finish, come up just short and like land in the shitty rough. And you're like, God, I just hit a perfect shot. Where I think sometimes as a quarterback, you can make quote unquote, maybe not a perfect throw, but a really good throw. And in Jimmy's case, like some of those tips and overthrows are hitting these guys' hands and just landing in DB's hands. Separate from the ones where Jimmy's hitting the DBs and linebackers in stride. I'm talking about the ones that are tipped. A young quarterback or a guy that doesn't play long, if he had the wrong demeanor, could snap on Kendrick Bourne. Because Jimmy could look like, who the fuck's Kendrick Bourne? Like, you can. That that was something that for a long time, right? Not a long time, but there were rumblings like, does Carson Wentz, is he taking responsibility? Like, is he some weird thing? Like, there's nothing weird with Jimmy, right? Now, the pressure is a little different, right? Just on the way Jimmy's looked at, he got to ease in a little bit. But I also think when you look at, and I'm not comparing him to this guy, like as I'm not saying he's going to become this or whatever, but think about Tom Brady's first like five, six years in the league. Now, obviously, he won three Super Bowls. But when I go, name five skill guys he was playing with. Once you get past Troy Brown and like Corey Dillon, you're going to struggle. His skill guys really in that Kevin early Falk. run, yeah, it's all like Vrabel, Bruschi, all the guy, uh, Ty Law, um, Asante Samuel. It's all defensive guys. Think of the second half of his career. Belichick's like, well, we got something. Let's equip him. Look at Manning. Like, the majority, like, after those first couple years in Indy, once they started to land in the, the Reggie Waynes, the Dallas Clarks, all those, the Edrin James, uh, they got Joseph Adai. They just started, like, eventually, you'd think that I missed on Pettis, but you just keep swinging, and you're going to hit on some guys. Like, you get a Kittle version at wide receiver. How much better he'll look. Because most players... If you're if you're a twelve to fifteen year starter, it's impossible not to land you some sweet weapons. Like look how many Rivers have had forever. Eli had a bunch forever. Roethlisberger's had the the most. I mean, Mahomes landed in like weapon heaven. Uh, the, the one guy, as I was thinking about this when you were talking, I was like, well, I don't know if I could use Russell Wilson in this because like who's the best receiver he's ever had? Like Doug Baldwin. He's the one guy that's kind of overcome. Because even Rodgers had, like, Greg Jennings was really good. When I first got in the league, Donald Driver was really good. Jermaine Finley, or something Finley, the tight end that now hates him. Jermichael. Really, Jermichael uh, was really good. Obviously, Devontae's really good. So, you just think, inevitably, if, if I told you Jimmy and Kyle are here for the 10 more years together, the likelihood that they're going to land some, like, Pro Bowl you know, maybe some a sweet, like, all-star caliber running back or a wide receiver, you'd say it was just inevitable, right? You just, you kind of just land on one. Like, even if the Niners still sucked, it's not that crazy they just landed on a Kittle. That just happens in the NFL. Like, the dude, the Redskins are the biggest joke going. They drafted this, I think his last name is McLaren. He's number 17. He's been, like, one of the best young receivers in the league. He's their third-round pick from Ohio State. You know, it's just... They just got some sweet player. You just you just kind of hit on some random guys, even if you don't know what you're doing in the NFL. Let alone 
I think that you kind of learn from some of your mistakes. You kind of know what to look for in players. And it's really, I'd say, less players, more people. Because I think Kyle has a pretty good idea what he wants in this offense. Just like Sala now knows exactly what he wants in this defense. You just got to get the right people. Because clearly the Pettis person, you know, while he gets he's a good teammate or whatever, there's something with the toughness or just something off. You know? There's and I'll get I'll give this guy credit. He's moved teams three different times. But there is something on Marcus Peters. Since Marcus Peters has been in the league, he went to Kansas City. Now he's paying in the ass of Kansas City, but they won, and he was their best defensive player. They traded him to the Rams. They started winning. He just made a shitload of plays. He trades the Ravens. Have you noticed? Like, he gets picks like every other game, even with the Ravens. So he's got some, yeah, he could drive you nuts or whatever. But I bet all the coaches will tell you, you know, you do feel kind of good going to war with that guy. Because it doesn't feel like they'd be yeah. like, yeah, we just we just don't feel great just going to battle with Pettis. Because like, cause I'd say you the number one thing. If we're going to play in a big game, you can count on them. That, that's what I'd say back to bring this all home. Wouldn't you say that's the biggest thing you've kind of learned this year, however it ends? Like, even if it ends on a crippling pick, Levi's is hosting, they, they get a two seed and they're hosting the Packers and Jimmy throws a pick to lose them the game in the fourth quarter. But you're like, you know, we went 13-3 and three, and let's say you lose the Packers like 30-27. to 27. Like, we can go to war with that guy. I think that's what I've kind of learned with him. Yeah. There, yep. And there wasn't no, really. I think you're right. You you go into the game believing, even if you think, oh, I don't know if our line's as good as their line or our coach is as good as their coach. Although that's not really an issue with the Niners that you believe. That's part of why you believe in them and him. But you just know he'll give you a chance. I don't. You know, you don't have to say he's as good as Aaron Rodgers to believe that he can beat Aaron Rodgers. And that's where I am with him. Well, that's the great part about like. And, and what helps is that their defense is good. That's what helps too, right? Their defense is good. They got some other playmakers. They can run the ball. Like it's all it all works. Together. Well, think about this guy. If football was played like that, it was like you got to go one on one with a quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had like four of the last eight Super Bowls, right? He'd have if that. That's how it, it doesn't really factor in. That's where you there is pressure. I, wouldn't you say now the pressure gets amped up? With it's pretty clear Jimmy's going to be good enough for you to make the playoffs and then compete in the playoffs. You know, it's on now the organization these next couple of years to just nail some shit. Like, you, you can't have many more pettises. You know, you, you need to just be a little more locked in on the right guy. That's where I'm saying, the I think why the Packers flipped it around right away. I just watched their team. They just got a lot of dudes. And I'm not like, yeah, I'm not talking Deion Sanders, like Hall of Famers. They just got guys like, God, this, look at Seattle. Like, you left that game. The whole conversation all week was like, the Niners are way more talented than Seattle. I left the game thinking, God, the Niners are more talented than Seattle. Seattle comes every play like they're Mike Tyson swinging. Like, okay, yeah, we're not as good. We we ain't scared of shit. I listened to this Chuck Liddell interview, and he told this guy, he's like, I swear to God, I've never been scared of another man. And the guy's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I'm just not wired like that. It's kind of crazy to think like that. And Chuck's like, it's not like I'm, I'm going to always be better. I mean, I've lost several fights, but I just from a, when I was a young age, I every man I ever saw like in a bar, I don't look to fight. I'm actually a friendly guy, but I'm never afraid. And I would say when you watch Seattle, and I think the Niners have kind of become that this year, but Seattle, it's probably their best quality. They, they can step on the field against the 85 Bears. They're going to think they've got a chance. Yeah. It's because they got Pete and because they got – it's. It, it comes been from win- Pete, but it's because they have Russell. 
Yeah. And they've and they've just won for a while. So if you just play for them for if you've just been on the team for two years, you're just like, we win. You know, it just, shit works. Just fly around, it works. And I think that's where a huge building block for Kyle this year, regardless how it finishes once January comes, like this shit works, right? Right. Which is kind of what we were saying from the jump. Eventually, you got to win. And this was year three for Kyle, and luckily he did. So I, I think this could be like a franchise changer in the sense of, Next year, there's going to be pressure, but when he tells guys, like, this stuff works. Like, when I call this play, it's going to, you're going to get open. Now these guys know it, you know? Because one thing, when we were talking to Kittle, they just, what, what pick did they have? They had the second overall pick. So, like, yeah, Kittle and I had this incredible year, and it was sweet. They didn't even win. They had the number two overall pick. Think of what it's going to be like this year when Kittle goes to the Pro Bowl or whatever. I'm 13. My shit works. We're going to win. To me, that's a game changer for a franchise. Yeah, when Kittle goes to the Pro Bowl, when Richard Sherman goes to the Pro Bowl. Bosa. Right? When multiple yeah. guys go to the Pro Bowl. Armstead. When Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Pro Bowl. Eh. Maybe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.